In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A brief homily. It's worth at least pointing out how merely through divine providence we have the beautiful coming together of not only the visit of the Little Sisters of the Poor at this moment in history, but also two sets of prayers that God puts before us for our consideration. The double oration at the collect was not a mistake, but proper, as today we observe not the 19th Sunday after Pentecost, but the external solemnity of Our Lady of the Rosary, which is October 7th, um, this coming Wednesday, also my father's birthday. Our Lady of the Rosary um, stands on top of these prayers that we will still offer, the collect and the secret, I will quietly, and the, and the communion, while the, the lesson and the gospel come from the external solemnity of Our Lady the Rosary. If we were offering the Holy Mass of the 19th Sunday after Pentecost, our readings would offer us that um, gloriously violent episode told by our, story, our Lord in the story about the wedding, the wedding that needed to be celebrated and how few people were willing to come celebrate that marriage. And many of them paid with their lives. So often in, the, uh, in our familiar use of, of Latin and even in some words that we use in, in English, we're familiar with that ending using the letters N-D. So, for instance, in two months when we have young people who are here to be confirmed by the bishop, we call them confirmandi. That ending, andi, doesn't just simply mean those people who are uh, set aside to be confirmed or those people who are about to be confirmed, but in the Latin language, that ending means primarily those needing to be confirmed. Or you, how you know the simple, uh, the simple name Amanda. Besides being a, a lovely sound, it means she who needs to be loved. And so this, and so these nuptials, celebranda, these nuptials aren't just about to be celebrated, but marriage needs to be celebrated. It needs to be observed. It is a public act worth our attention and worth celebrating when it's a true marriage, when it really is the union of man and woman bound for the procreation and education of children and the good of the spouses. It is a glorious event in the life of any family, in any community. Yet if we were to, if we were to meditate on what was going on in our Lord's story, it would be more present to us how tumultuous that whole series of events were. The anger, the frustration, the disappointment, the sending out of invitations, the sending out of messengers, and the returning of bad news after bad news after bad news. And then the response. Eventually, some people come and other people are punished because they don't come. Suitably, that opening collect for the 19th Sunday after Pentecost had us praying, Almighty and merciful God, in thy loving kindness, do thou keep from us all things that war against us, 
that being unhampered alike in soul and in body, we may with free minds perform the works that are thine. So we, we offer this prayer not as people who want to be uh, left alone to, to pursue a comfortable life, but we come into our Lord's presence as his army who are, who are ready to do battle but would prefer that our enemies are already vanquished by the Lord. We're willing to fight them, and we know that a victory is only won by God anyway. So please, Lord, let, let the victory be won sooner rather than later. Inappropriately, I should have been wearing my helmet on the way into Mass. That was a mistake for which I apologize. Um, but over all of this, we have the, the, the beautiful um, presence of Our Lady to capture the focus of our attention. And in, in such a lovely way that leads us to prayer, that leads us to thanksgiving, that offers us encouragement, and peace of soul, we remember Our Lady of the Rosary every October 7th. Because it was on October 7th that Don Juan and all the Christian naval forces arrayed at the instruction of Pope St. Pius V vanquished the Muslim navies that were outnumbering them and threatened all of Europe. The details of that ghastly army set to plunder Christendom certainly wouldn't be appropriate um, to repeat here in this holy sanctuary. But we do remember the Holy Father commanding not only men who are able and willing to come to the defense of Christians, but also Christians being commanded to pray for the men defending them and the victory that ensued. And so we know that God does pay attention to history, and he doesn't want us to be blind to what our actions need to be, but he does want us to be confident in his providence at the same time. He wants us to be ready for battle, but rely primarily on him, assuring us of the constant intercession of the Blessed Virgin remembering that this battle isn't simply against human powers, but spiritual. We know that even beyond the intercession of the, the saints most appropriate for this time, St. John Fisher, St. Thomas More, even beyond the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel, even beyond the preeminent protection against evil afforded by Holy Father Benedict, we know that the devil is most powerless in the presence of the intercession of the Blessed Virgin. And so we ask for her, her prayers to ring in our ears, for her words to stir our heart. We know that those who remain faithful to the Lord have her company, whether it be good individual heroes or even groups like the Little Sisters of the Poor. We know that they don't do their work on their own, with our assistance, the communion of saints. They, in fact, are the ones who are doing what we prayed would happen to us. The same prayer that we offer every time the rosary is completed. O oh God, whose only begotten Son, by his life, death, and resurrection, has purchased for us the rewards of eternal life, grant, we beseech thee, 
that meditating on the mysteries of the most holy rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.